Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Dead for the past, alive for grace. I believe that when we're getting baptized, we are receiving a document, a document called death certificate. Pastor, but I came today for celebration. People that receive death certificates, they don't celebrate. I received once a death certificate, and it was not a joyful day in my family. It was a grievous day in my family. But it's important to understand that this death certificate is a document that we're going to finish up. We're going to close the door of your past. All the claims, all the old is being buried today. Baptism is a immersion in the death of Christ. The Bible clearly says that we are being united with Him in a death like His. Today, yes, is a funeral day, is a burial day. And people today are leaving behind their old stories. So they can start to enter and start to write new chapters of a real life they have been living but not real life some here are bearing their selfish ego to embrace a new self selfless spirit some people here are breaking with their old honor in order to surrender totally their lives to the lordship of jesus christ that is actually freeing and delivering they are abandoning old religion and finally, diving into a personal and meaningful relationship with Jesus. We are abandoning the past. We are embracing the new. That's why, that's why it's so important to have this death certificate. Every believer must first experience identification, unification with the death of Christ. And baptism is this document. Now, think about a prisoner that has a life sentence. He has a destiny to live for the entire life in jail until he dies, until he receives a death certificate. Now, death in this sense means freedom. And in certain sense, I have to agree that for some people here, they are also dying for old, bad, and wrong relationships in some cases i know stories here that might be even involving some conflict with their own families because of their decisions right now second corinthians chapter 5 17 says therefore if anyone is in christ immersed in christ dived in christ he is a new creation say a good amen in the house it's a new is everything new but the old has to pass away the old passed away so there is an aspect that the world and the the old of the past has to be dead passed away no more grips on your life anymore the old has passed away behold the new has come. there's no way to enter in the new without making the old pass away today is the time for you baptists to look forward and stop looking and living a life looking in the rear view mirror. It's time to put depression as old thing. Put fear in the past. Put isolation 
in the past. And let me emphasize this a little bit. Because when you are getting baptized, you are also getting into a family. So isolation is not an option for you anymore. You are connected. We want to be connected. Something within your new nature says, I have to get connected. It's not just because I, I have fun with these people. It's because our lives uh, uh, share some same nature. Condemnation is old. This slavery to sin is old. That's why Romans chapter 6, Paul insists so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Some people tell me, Pastor, I'm not ready to get baptized. I still commit sin. But that's what the Bible says. Get baptized in order to not be a slave of sin anymore. The freedom of slavery is through your death certificate. Let all die let it pass away and receive this death certificate. But when you get your death certificate, you're going to realize that on the other side of that document, you find out there is a birth certificate. It's, not, it's just, just not, not one side. If you turn, you're going to find out there's another document. God, through your baptism, is giving you today all the rights to enjoy your heavenly citizenship. Romans chapter 6 again, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that so we could finally enter in the same risen life of Christ. So in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, say raised, come on everybody, say raised. Raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might to walk in newness of life. Say newness newness of life look another word for we have been united with him in a death like his we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection say resurrection, resurrection. so it's not only death it's also new life the new has come now the majority of countries worldwide they have this standard of getting citizenship if you are born in, inside of the borders of that country you immediately have the right to be called a citizen of that country now it's not the fact just that you were born there you have to go through the registration and once you are born there you receive usually a number that is going to be your number for the rest of your life that that register you as part of that nation now Depending on the country you were born into, there are some benefits of that citizenship. In some cases, you receive free health care for the rest of your life. Other countries, you know, give you the right to have free education for the rest of your life. And depending where you were born, you may be thinking, yeah, but the quality of the health care where I came from is not good. I actually don't have much... Uh, um, benefit you know in my citizenship but wait a minute we're not talking about this earthly citizenship once you have your heavenly birth certificate my friend i'm talking about god's standard of quality i'm talking about a health that comes from heaven i'm talking about provision that comes from heaven and yes as a citizen of heaven that has the birth certificate you can claim your rights we have through the baptism a birth certificate and because of that you qualify to enjoy all the heavenly blessings mark 16 16 whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned 
Now, God wants you to enjoy your heavenly citizenship. You have to know yourself as a real citizen of heaven. I had three boys and, and also very weak stomach, so I couldn't be at the labor room uh, but my last son. So my last son, I, you know, hold myself. I held myself and was able to follow up with my wife in the labor moment. Uh, but I couldn't see anything because my entire family is a doctor family. Uh, so I have cardi cardiologists. I have uh, dermatologists. My wife is a nurse and I became a physicist. So I have nothing to do with blood. Absolutely nothing. But here I was seeing that new little chubby face. The doctors were celebrating that we bore a new person in this world. My wife was joyful and painful, obvious, and we knew he exists. However, the world did not know that my son exists. Why? Because he needed to get his birth certificate. The birth certificate has to have a witness Someone, a social work, that are going to register him in the National Registry. And that's, that's after that document was issued. Now he was officially known in the world. So God knows what had happened in your heart. God saw your personal decision for Christ. We, the church, the family, were maybe in the day when you were born again. We celebrated your new birth. But now... The spiritual realm and the entire spiritual realm and maybe the entire internet, why not, needs to know that you are born again. You need to get your birth certificate. So you are making this personal testimony to the world, to the spiritual realm as well, to say, I am a citizen of heaven. Now, this step is important because this gives you a lot of rights that maybe you thought you could not enjoy. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name. See, if you qualify for that, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of the blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. That's good news. You are not being born because of your mom, because your family background, because of pressure of your life group leader. I know your life group leader make a lot of pressure in your, in your life. But it's not because of your teachers or your boss or whoever maybe, you know, disciple you. You are being born because the very God birthed you, called you. The Spirit Himself, Romans chapter 8 says, the very Holy Spirit Himself bears witness, speaks within your heart that you are a child of God and this this inner experience nobody can see it until you actually testify out loud that's why Peter dares to say second Peter chapter 1 says by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through the promises you may become partakers of the divine nature there's some divine DNA flowing within your veins right now. That's why uh, you became kind of incompatible with some standards of the world. So your death certificate for the standards of the world is also a birth certificate of identification with Christ and the people of Christ, His family. That's why you feel so comfortable, so uh, happy to be around the church because you, we have the same nature. 
as maybe family and friends may not understand your decision to get baptized. But now within your very heart, there's something saying, I have to do that. Pastor, but I'm worried. I'm worried. I don't know if I'm making the right decision because I still, you know, stumble. I still have my failures. I know my weaknesses. But don't worry. The one that had began the good work, he will complete the work in your lives. Our good father has amazing plans for each one of us. He knows we are all in progress. But that's why Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, 6 says, I am sure, Paul saying of this, that the very spirit, the Holy Spirit that began a good work in you will bring it to completion. It is the very spirit that began convincing, changing your heart. He's also going to complete the work he began at the day of Jesus Christ. Now, you may be watching us or visiting us and wonder, okay, but how this even started? Like I see my son, my friend getting baptized, and I really don't understand that. Maybe you are a family member that is wondering why he or she is making such commitment it's because I have to agree that salvation is not something very easy to understand. Mainly because of the standards of this world. This world, the society, praises merits and achievements. People that conquers. People that are victorious on their own strength. They give their best and because of this they deserve to receive. And even though this principle might work in everything in this life... This principle doesn't work for eternal life. Eternal life has to be received. And I know the position of receiving is considered by many as a weak thing. It's just for stupid people that, you know, wait and receive. But you have to be weak enough to be able to receive salvation. That's why John chapter 3, the heart of the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave he didn't sell. He didn't demand. He gave. He gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There's no price for eternal life. There's no religious duty or some sort of ritual that once you perform, you might buy your eternal life. As eternal life has to be received. And while the world have hopes and expectations in this temporary life, we have our expectation in eternal life. And yes, death cannot destroy a Christian, a believer. The max a believer passes through is the shadow of death, just like the psalmist said. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, and that's the max a Christian can experience. In the blink of an eye, when you open your eyes, you're going to actually be before your Lord, praising Him for eternity. So yes, today you die, so you're never going to die again. Today we're burying you by faith, and after that, even when you experience physical death, you're going to be before the Lord. It's just a pass, passage away. But I don't want you to think that eternal life is only for the life after death. It's not only for the life after you close your eyes and open in eternity. Eternal life has a definition. And it was defined by the very author of eternal life. 
Jesus saying in John chapter 17, he explains what is eternal life. He says, verse 3, and this is eternal life. That they know the Father. They know you, God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So the adventure, the joy, the journey begins now, begins now. When we decided to know more of Christ, not in an intellectual way, not in an academic way. No, no, I want to know him as my God, the true God. It is a personal relationship. And that's why the devil cannot snatch me out of God's hand. Because it's very God that holds me, that supports me. That's why there is no curse. There is no debt. There is no place for fear. I am sealed by the Holy Spirit. Why curses cannot touch you anymore? Because Christ himself redeemed me from all the curses. And because of that, you can enjoy freedom from fear. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, every curse was being poured upon him. By becoming a curse, we know we have access to enjoy all the blessings that God desires us to experience. Now, it is an invitation for genuine and powerful, uh, victorious life. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. And that's an amazing promise that I, want, I don't want you to miss. So pay very attention here. Blessed be God. And the, the text says, who has blessed us in, immersed by, dressed by, uh, completely soaked in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Tell this to your close neighbor. Say, it's every spiritual blessing. It's not just some blessings. It's every, every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. If you feel afraid of the consequences of sin, maybe it's because... You are still being condemned by your heart. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And goes more. Actually the Bible dares to say in 1 John. That even when our heart condemns us. God is greater. Can you say this? God is greater. greater. Now it's important you get that. Because sometimes our heart insists to condemn us. And partner with the accuser. But the Bible says that God is greater. I am not moved by feelings. We live in a generation that is extremely feeling led. I don't feel, I feel, and is very sensitive for whatever feelings they feel. But we are righteous, and the righteous shall live by faith, not by feelings. So you decided just to put your trust in the truth of the word of God because God is greater than our heart, than our feelings. And he knows everything. Verse 21, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. What John is saying is that we don't convert God, submitting God and the truth of the Bible, whatever we think about God, Uh, converting submitting toward our feelings but on the other way around we convert our feelings our thoughts and our reasoning about God into the truth of God and now the word of God prevails above our feelings everything starts when these people over here this young man and one young woman women 
decided to believe in their hearts and make a confession. Romans chapter 10 says, For with the heart one believes and is justified. With the mouth one confesses and is saved. Now I just want you baptisms do this again. So everybody that is here can witness what one day you made it very clear for everybody around you. Would you just say this with me? Say, I believe. I believe. Just you guys with blue shirts, say, I believe. I believe. Jesus, Jesus is my Savior. Is my savior. Therefore, Therefore, I confess. I, confess. I, am I am saved. Say, amen. amen. It's simple like that, Pastor. Yes, it's simple like that. I believe in my heart and I am justified. I believe in my heart and I'm justified. And now my mouth confesses and I am saved. And that's why Paul continues saying everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame.